The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is December 29th, 2015. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me today as co-host, as we all know him, is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV State of Maryland. Welcome, Bill. Uh, Good to be with you and happy holidays to you, Gary. (laughs) Oh, thank you. And I hope everybody had a great Christmas. How was yours, Bill? Pretty good? Oh, Gary, was just great with family and uh, good friends. That's great. I uh, hope everybody had a good Christmas, and I just don't believe it's already past Christmas. It's, uh, you know, these, these years are going too quick, <laughs> way too quick. <laughs> you know, last week we had Todd Jones, founder at Warrior Scuba Project. The Warrior Scuba Project is a program that is a direct response to the growing number of injured veterans that are either looking for a way to stretch their abilities or as a way to reconnect with their military team and teammates while experiencing the healing properties of scuba. If you missed the show, be sure to listen to the archive show on the American Heroes Network. Now, Bill, we have a little, uh, some news articles here, and and this this really surprised me. Did you know, uh, uh, of course, I don't think you knew because it was in 1914, (laughs) a little bit before our time, but on Christmas Day in in, in, uh, uh, 1914, the British and Germans and the French soldiers were in the trenches along with the Western Front of the in World War One to observe the holidays in peace. And at 8:30 on Christmas morning, four unarmed German soldiers left their trenches to approach the British enemies, only to be intercepted by a few suspicious British soldiers. One of the Germans started off by saying that he thought it would only be right to come over and wish everybody a Merry Christmas. In the midst of the war, soldiers laid down their arms to sing. Christmas carols, play soccer, and barter with the cigarettes and sweets they received from care packages from the nations they served. Is I was going to ask you if you remember that, Bill, but did you ever hear that? <laughs> no, I didn't, Gary, but uh, I think the interesting part about that is in the heat of the battle, the combatants can find a way to silence the weapons of war and just enjoy themselves. That's right. And I think, uh, if I'm not correct on this, I think you told me this morning, Bill, that we lost our, our last World War uh, I um, uh, military vet uh, about five years ago. That is correct. And there are no longer any uh, World War 
veterans anywhere in the world of record that is still alive. That's phenomenal. Um, yeah, again, this is something that we shouldn't forget. This, is, especially this Christmas, uh, uh, welcome to, to you know welcoming each other. That, that's outrageous. It's just uh, it's hard to believe. But I'm glad Absolutely. to see it being done. Now, uh, Bill, you had something about uh, the homelessness. Yes, Gary, some good news on the homeless veterans uh, front, uh, uh, Central Florida in general, and in Orlando, which is not too far from you. In specific, the uh, chief executive officer of the Central Florida Commission on Homeless Veterans is filing notice with the federal government that nearly 1,000 veterans have been housed in the past three years uh, including hundreds uh, alone in this year. Gary, if we can get uh, uh, our homeless veterans off the streets to reduce that number so where they have a place that they can call home, I think that's a tremendous accomplishment. And uh, we'd like to see many other uh, localities around our country that are working uh, in a positive way on this to uh, reduce the homeless veteran population. Oh, yes. And I'm glad, uh, you know, it was, um, happened in Orlando. Yes. You know, it's kind of unique, especially with the new VA that's up now, you know, out, uh, in what would that be, East Orlando. Yeah. Uh, and, and they're planning on serving over 400,000 vets at that location. That's, that's a pretty big number. Great accomplishment. Yes. Bill, why don't you introduce our guest? With honor, Gary, our guest today is Pepe Ramirez. Pepe is the president and founder of Combat Vets Helping Combat Vets. Pepe was born in the Philippines, and he grew up on the south side of Chicago and graduated from high school in Houston, Texas. Pepe served three tours in Iraq while on active duty with the United States Marine Corps, UAR. After 20 years, Pepe retired at the rank of Sergeant Major. He attended jungle environment survival training. He is an uh, instructor in the marine uh, combat uh, water survival, uh, marine corps martial arts program. He's a black belt instructor, and he's also a trainer in the mountain warfare uh, Peppy, it is so good to have you to be with us today. Welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, sir. Well, good morning, gentlemen, and uh, it's an honor to be here today. And again, to our listeners, uh, Merry Christmas, and uh, hopefully we have a prosperous and merry, uh, happy new year. Oh, yes, another year. Oh, man, this time flies too, too, too darn quick. Now, Peppy, what made you actually uh, organized this uh, organization of yours and put it together? Well, um, it, I had a bachelor's degree in psychology when I was going through, um, uh, when I was still in the Marine Corps. And in fact, I was a drill instructor at the time. And I decided, you know what, let me uh, start learning something about psychology because part of uh, making Marines is to get into their psyche and to understand how they think, be able to push the right buttons for them to be able to perform 
in a manner in which we want, you know, hopefully in a positive manner rather than a negative manner. So as the years progressed, uh, I started thinking more and more about it. And um, right after I left the Marine Corps, I decided, you know, there's a need uh, for a therapist, uh, especially with uh, military experience, because um, I had a therapist that, I mean, she was a very helpful uh, individual, and um, and we were talking, and I, t- I was trying to explain to her about uh, what we do in the military. She had no idea what we did in the military. And um, she started asking me questions in which I felt very uncomfortable, and and she just kept pushing her own agenda, her political agendas, and so forth. And I said, you know what? Um, I serve my country. I, I I love this country. If I wouldn't have loved, uh, if I wouldn't, if I didn't love this uh, this country, I wouldn't have joined the United States Marine Corps. I told her that, and. Um, I guess she just couldn't comprehend uh, the military mindset in which we volunteered to serve. And she just kept asking me and badgering me. It became to me as more of a badgering type thing rather than trying to understand my journey. And um, finally I just said, listen, uh, this isn't the right fit. And it, it to me, it just... It was pretty overwhelming because I felt that there has to be some other way. So I started looking for a master's degree program, and I ended up at the University of Denver uh, for their social work program. And in fact, uh, the reason why I picked social work rather than a master's in psychology was it was more advantageous to be a social worker because there's a plethora of other things that I can do as a social worker. Uh, I really didn't really think about it. In fact, when I went into the program, the only picture that I could think of was a little old lady taking your kids away, you know, and they started laughing. And, you know, that's the stereotype. And just like, you know, uh, the stereotypical ideas that civilians have about the military. Um, So I started taking classes and started, you could say, sharpening my sword so that I could uh, start helping out veterans and their families. Um, and basically that's how I got started. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that, uh, therapist you had at the beginning with that young lady you were telling us about, uh, did she have problems herself? <laughs> I mean, that's, she was supposed to sit there and listen to your story, right? <laughs> yeah, she was supposed to, and she was supposed to really listen and, you know, kind of articulate some of the things that I, I may have been going through and, but it was more of a... Um, a political thing in which, well, why did you do that? Why did you, you know, and then and then we got into this debate, and I said, you know what? I serve to, for each citizen uh, in this United States for the freedom to choose. And, and that's, what I, that's what I explained to her, it's a freedom to choose. Just like, for instance, I'll give you a short story. When I was in Iraq in 2003, there was such... Iraqi gentleman, and we were talking, we were conversing, he spoke very well English, and um, for some reason I asked him, so what do you think about voting? And he looked at me and said, what is that? And I had to explain to him the whole process in which he had, in which we go through for the political process of voting. 
And he said, you know what, that is uh, a dream uh, that I would love to have. And I said, you know, in my country, we really don't vote. And he looked at me, he turned his head from left to right and kind of shaking it with disbelief. And and, um, I explained to him, I said, we have so much freedom that we choose to vote or not to vote. And And again, he shook his head and he said, you know, your countrymen are very naive and they are very um, not intelligent. And and I explained to him, you know, like I said, we have so much freedom, we take it for granted, and we are able to choose to vote or not to vote. And he's, again, he shook his head. And in 2006, I returned, and they were voting, and for the first time without a gun to their head. Because remember, wow. Saddam would always get a hundred percent of the votes, you know, for oh, him. Right. And so uh, this time, you know, uh, I saw a ballot sheet, and you know what? I wanted to remember that moment and kind of relish it. And so I took home a ballot sheet, and every time I get kind of dis- uh, disgruntled and disappointed with our political system, I look at uh, that paper and. It reminds me of our political system, how it was refined, and um, the process of well over 200 years for this nation, for us to have survived. You know, it's got its good points, bad points, but bottom line, it's the choice of the people, you know, to That's vote. Correct. And I, I think maybe 75% of the nation, now this is just my opinion, um, probably don't vote. And the other 25% do vote. Imagine if every single person votes, uh, this country would be in a different direction. And, um, That's true. You know, and again, I know for an example in my own family, um, I'd say about 75% of my family didn't vote because they felt that they didn't have the power. And I said, you know what? That's ridiculous. I said, if you would have voted, that would have been one more vote. That could have changed the system. That's true. And, That's very... You know, and again, like I said, I look at that parchment, and it's very significant uh, to me. That's true. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, uh, uh, Pepe Ramirez, president of Combat uh, Vets, helping combat vets. And that was a little bit of uh, uh, Brad Zare. Uh, he's the one that made our intro music uh, for us. And I'll tell you, I still stomp my feet every time I hear it. <laughs> now, Bill, you had a question when uh, uh, on break, and uh, you wanted to ask that question? Yes. Uh, Pepe, as you're aware, uh, 50 years has gone by now since uh, we ended uh, our mission in Vietnam. And uh, I personally, I, I had boots on the ground in, uh, in Vietnam in uh, 1967 through 1968. Uh, Pepe, tell us, what's, uh, how severe is post-traumatic stress today? And uh, what are some of the, the, uh, the, the ways that you, you, you're dealing with? I noticed that uh, there are certain treatment modalities that you employ. Tell us about that in terms of where we are with the severity of post-traumatic stress today. Well, first of all, I just want to thank both of you for your service. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for the Vietnam veterans, uh, speaking loudly for uh, each other and for future generations of soldiers, airmen, and sailors, and Marines. Um, we wouldn't be where we are today. We're, in fact, we're getting a lot more recognition that you guys didn't have um, uh, today than you know than since World War II, I'd say. And uh, I just want to say again, thank you for your sacrifice uh, and your involvement into changing the nation, into respecting its veterans. And um, again, like I said, I'm very humbled and honored to be here. Um, my treatment modalities, um, I have uh, cognitive behavior therapy, EMDR, and other experiential therapies. Let's start with CBT, cognitive behavior therapy. It's a form of treatment that focuses on examining the relationship between your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And um, CBT is a type of psychotherapy that is different from traditional psychodynamic therapy. Uh, psychotherapy in in that the therapist and the patient will actively work together to help the patient recover from their mel- mental illness. Um, for instance, I'll give them homework uh, in order for them to just kind of think about their situation. Uh, another approach that I've got is a family systems approach because to me, uh, I know my journey hasn't been very easy and I know that for every veteran that's come back in combat and you need a support system and my support system is my family. Uh, think of it like this. Um, if you could picture a gear, okay, and that represents the, the veteran and then 
around that gear are other gears representing the spouse, the children, and so forth. So let's say that veteran starts spinning for one reason or another. Next thing you know, the whole system spins. Okay, For instance, if my wife is stressed out, then I start spinning as well. So it's very important that we have to approach this in a systems uh, approach because we have to take care of the veteran and their family holistically. You just can't take care of the veteran because if I start giving the veteran homework, the wife or the spouse will probably start looking at that veteran like, what the hell is going on? Okay, so uh, I incorporate that. And, in fact, um, some of the... Some, uh, sometimes when uh, I work with several nonprofits, and um, one of them is the Rocky Mountain Hyperbaric Institute in Louisville, Colorado, or, or another one's American Military Family, but I'll get to that later on. Uh, so CBT, I said, we, we, I give them homework, and then they come back and we process those things. Um, the next one is EMDR. I'm an EMDR provider, which is eye movement. Desynthesization reprocessing is a psychotherapy that enables people to heal from the symptoms and emotional distress that are the result of disturbing life experiences. Um, the way I explain it is, um, think of it like, the, or the way we explain it is that you're sitting in a, in a movie theater or you're riding a, uh, a train and then as you're going through a process, all these images come through. And some of them will be very emotional. And what we tell the veteran is basically just kind of letting it go, just kind of revisiting some of those things. And it becomes less of emotional, and it becomes more logical at that moment. It becomes, uh, and it becomes more of a memory. Um, the other thing is experiential ther- uh, therapy, in which we, uh, I was a black belt instructor, and I remember when I was in Iraq, and I would teach my Marines and uh, sailors and uh, airmen and uh, soldiers come in, and I would teach them and, and about martial arts, and I saw a significant reduction on the stress levels, as well as the disciplinary issues that these veterans are, or these combat, uh, you know, soldiers and Marines were going through. Um, in fact, I had a sergeant major. I was the first sergeant in time, and uh, there was these two Marines that were roommates, and they were fighting each other. And I said, Sergeant Major, I'll take care of it. And so brought them to the pit, and they, uh, I kind of wore them out. And by the time I, got, I wore them out, they were... Very good friends. <laughs> All right. So, and uh, another thing is swimming. I was a marine combat instructor, trainer of water survival. That's when they tie your hands behind your back, tie your feet, kick you off the tower. You're supposed to do 20 breath exchanges. Then you do a forward somersault underwater, backward somersault underwater. You couldn't put any ripple effects on the surface of the water. Grab a boot from the bottom deep end, bring it to the surface. It has to break the surface of the water. And then after that, swim 50 meters. And um, if at any time during that process uh, you get untied, even if you're an inch from the wall, you have to start all over again. But um, that little story, apparently there was a prisoner of war that was thrown in a river or something like that, and he was able to manage to escape using uh, survival skills as far as water techniques and so forth. So that's why uh, the Marines do that. 
do that as well as the SEALs and uh, special forces and things like that for us to get acclimated in the, in the water. But one of the first, one of the things I've noticed is uh, a lot, you know, as military guys, we're very active, and that's part of our persona. That's part of our identity. That's part of who we are. And a lot of the veterans coming back home, they have a difficult time. It's a very challenging time for them because they couldn't do what they were used to do when we were in, you know, uh, couldn't jump out of perfectly good airplanes anymore. So part of that is they're physically broken and as well as emotionally broken. And so I, my introduction for them to with their body, again, is to incorporate that pool because the pool is a great equalizer because there's no um, stress or very little stress that's involved in the joints and so forth. So I, incor- I incorporate that within um, my, my treatment modalities. And I've developed a couple of exercises in which we work on major parts of the muscles uh, um, for the body and so forth and so that they could feel better. In fact, there's been uh, several occasions in which the veteran would chew my ass out and then also the next and at the same time they say, hey, you know what, I, I love you I, because I feel my body again. And the last thing I incorporate is the spirituality. Okay, we talk about... We don't have um, an atheist in a foxhole. And if your life is in a finite mode rather than infinite mode, you start praying. And how I interpret this is, you know, we prayed regardless. Um, And as we prayed, the outcome became different. And then we became angry with our Creator. And... What I tell them is, what I tell the veterans is, you know what? He answered our prayers, and he may not have not answered it in the right manner. Okay, so our buddy was killed, and so you know what? He kept you alive for one reason or another. And what it comes down to is, you're going to live your life and make a difference, and maybe raising a child or having a grandson or just maybe helping a total stranger somewhere, and that's going to help. Sooner or later, that's what's going to happen. And, yeah, I have survival guilt. There's no doubt. And what it comes down to is how do we live life? Um, my son was diagnosed a week before I left for my third tour in Iraq. A year later, uh, he died in my arms. I was fortunate. I was able to say goodbye to him. A lot of veterans weren't able to say goodbye to their veterans, to their comrades, and so forth. Families weren't able to say goodbye to their loved ones, and it's difficult. So I have another process in which we um, go through that. Again, like I said, the homework process and everything. So I look at your mind, your body, and your spirit, and incorporate all that because it is important. Because we are whole. We are that that human being in which we have those uh, things within ourselves. It's not just thought process. So CBT is great. I love it. It's great. But another thing is you've got to have physical exercise. You've got to be able to incorporate your your body as well. And then, again, spirituality. I think one way or another, each of us are spiritual. You know, we may not believe in a creator. We may, some people believe in Mother Earth. Okay, that's great. You know, there there may be something else that people believe in. Bottom line, we are conscious and that's what I. That's what we talk about uh, as far as the treatment modality. As far as the PTSD with the veterans, 
think each of us struggle in our own way, whether it be World War One, World War Two, Korea, Vietnam, Gulf War, and now. I think each of us are different, and each of us have a different perspective in our, in our own PTSD, in our own trials and tribulations. So that's how I look at war is it veteran now. And then from there, we go forward. Right. We look now at history, gonna, but that's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. See, I told you the time flies here. The Veteran mm-hmm. Suicide Prevention Channel is America's first national broadcast channel specifically designed for veterans and their family members, providing information and referral services, as well as programming that promotes good health, well-being, entertainment for veterans suffering from PTSD, anxiety, and depression. Visit the Veteran Suicide Prevention Channel and donate today. Help us save veterans' lives. Go to the vspchannel.com to learn more. Be sure to check out their fundraising events that are happening in November, December, and January. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. Voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Pepe Ramirez, president of Combat Vets, helping combat vets. And, and uh, Bill, you had a question about the VSOs. Yes, uh, Pepe, uh, I, you know, I'm interested in knowing uh, the kind of support that you're getting from uh, organizations. I, I think you've mentioned some uh, that you deal with, but, but even more specifically, the veteran service organizations. Uh, are you uh, getting participation from them uh, uh, with this program? Well, uh, the Denver area, Colorado area is a very... You know, it's it, it's there's, it's very intricate. Uh, one of the organizations that uh, kind of put me under their wing was United Veterans of Colorado. Uh, Ralph Pazella was uh, president at the time, and 
he was been he's been very helpful in in spreading the word as far as what I do and everything else like that. And uh, service officers, yes, they're there. They're um, they're uh, biggest thing that I really mention is you know. I'm a small organization, and what I want to make sure is that veterans get their help. Some of the veterans that come to me, they uh, they do have VA uh, therapists as well, and I, I encourage them to keep seeking them out rather than stopping their treatments because I feel that it's important. I don't have all the answers, and they may not have all the answers. And I look at it as a team effort in which we will coordinate and help the veteran in, in which their their quality of life is better, and I think that's important. But the VSOs, they're there. They're uh, they're wonderful uh, individuals, and um, they've got their hands full. Uh, they what I want to try to do is help them, help the veterans go to the VSOs and say, hey, these veteran organizations are going to help you apply for VA benefits. Because uh, a lot of these guys don't understand. Just like uh, you've got a civilian, we start talking military uh, acronyms to them. They wouldn't understand. They wouldn't. Uh, and same thing with us. Just like with me, when I had um, my shoulder surgeries, I had, had three torn tendons on my left shoulder, rotator cuff. Uh, they ended up putting uh, like six anchors on my left shoulder. And six months later, um, my doctor was kind of surprised because I said I wanted my right shoulder done, and then basically same thing, three torn tendons, rotator cuff, uh, five pins. So I've got 11 pins slash anchors on, on my on my body right now, but it's just a wear and tear from the military. But, again, it's the outpouring of support is there, and I can't. Uh, the, the, the difficult part and the challenging part uh, with combat vets is finding combat veterans that are, you know, uh, that fit what I'm, uh, what I'm uh, creating. And I want to make sure that uh, my therapists are genuine and that they uh, uphold the highest uh, standards of treatment. And we want to make sure that we take care of the families and so forth. And we, we are a small organization. And I, uh, a lot of my, you could say, um, advertisement is from word of mouth. And part of my treatment, again, is I go to their homes because I feel that uh, I live in Brighton. And um, if you're uh, you're not familiar with Denver, uh, Denver's about 25 southeast uh, uh, from Brighton. And I'll travel to their homes as far south as Canyon City, which is about two and a half hours one way. Uh, as far west as Rifle, Colorado, which is around three and a half hours, and as far north as Fort Collins. And the reason why I visit their homes is because I feel that it's important. I Now I see their environment that they're living in. And uh, one family, I mean, I walked in, they, have a, they had a two-year-old, a four-year-old, and a five-year-old. And the house was spotless. And I said, you know what, uh, where are the toys? And they said, what do you mean? I said, you cleaned up before I got here. And they said, yes, we did. And I said, let the children be children. Let them play. Exactly. And, and so, and, but then I, was in, I visited another home. It was very, not very clean, you could say. And I, I told them, you need to organize your home and you need to, uh, because it's cluttered and you need to feel um, uncluttered and 
part of that is your environment uncluttered. Mm-hmm. And that was one of their homeworks, and they did. And a couple of weeks later, I come back down, totally, totally different environment. So that's the advantages that uh, I have with combat vets, helping combat vets, because, again, uh, we visit their homes. Um, to me, it was just more like an outreach program for, you know, for mental health. And that's important. <clears throat> That's true. Very, very important. Now, you mentioned a couple times that you, you're a small organization and uh, and you're in the in the state of Colorado. Uh, what happens if someone, you know, is in in the next state? I mean, do you work with other nonprofits that that would help also? Yeah. Well, American Military Family they they've they're the ones that actually got my organization started. Well. Um, Debbie uh, McInerney, uh, she used to be Debbie Quackenbush, and she um, put the American military family together, and what happens is that uh, for some reason or another, uh, word got out from other states, and uh, some of those veterans and their families have been desperate for, to talk to a therapist that understood the veteran and understood the military culture. And um, there's been occasions in which I give them a call, and I follow up on them, and we will have a conference, you could say, uh, on the phone. And we would talk and, uh, give again, give them homework as far as what they need to do. Another um, nonprofit I work with is the Rocky Mountain Hyperbaric Institute. And they take care of veterans that have traumatic brain injury. They have a house in Louisville in which they house the veterans. They have about... 40 treatments within within a month, and um, what happens is that uh, when they put them in the hyperbaric chamber, it heals the brain. Um, there's certain parts of the brain in which it's it's no it's dead, okay, because of the traumatic injury or something like that. But there's other layers outside that injury in which the 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 cells in the brain are dormant because they're not receiving oxygen. When they put them in the hyperbaric chamber, they uh, those sensors, those neurons start to reconnecting. And what I tell them is that you're getting a new brain. In fact, I went to Israel for a conference on a hyperbaric chamber. There was a gentleman from Canada. There was a gentleman from Netherlands, uh, UK, uh, China, um, Italy, Portugal, um, Czech Republic, Germany. But in China, there's uh, taking care of well over 500 um, patients a day. Uh, Israel, well over 120. Uh, UK, they have about 32, I think, treatment facilities, facilities or 132 facilities, I'm not sure, uh, in which they treat uh, traumatic brain injury. And the very first thing that... Um, dissipates are the headaches. Imagine having a headache, uh, 24-7 migraine. And that's where a lot of our veterans are, are having, um, whether it be now or in other wars, other conflicts. And what happens is that once a headache dissipates, then I come in and that's where the psychotherapy helps out. In fact, it was kind of interesting that Israel, um, was, um, talking about, um, psychotherapy and exercise, anaerobic as well as uh, anaerobic. And, and I explained to him, 
are you guys doing that? And they said, well, we're slowly starting. And, uh, and they explained, they asked me what I was doing, and I explained to them, hey, I incorporate that, the psychotherapy, again, exercise, uh, talk about spirituality. So it's, I, I explained to them the holistic approach that I, uh, you know, that I use. And they were very impressed, and and I felt that, um, you know, we were, were a step ahead of them, which was kind of refreshing because, again, they're they're starting to do that. Um, they're starting to learn it. Another one is uh, Project Sanctuary, and this to me is more like play therapy, and um, this is an organization that takes care of military families and it reconnects them. And uh, it puts them to in in Granby, Colorado, and there's uh, there's all kinds of activities, and it's family oriented. And again, I wish I would have had that uh, experience when I came back home uh, to reconnect with my family. So again, these nonprofits are wonderful, and they help out with um, the families. Eddie and Ryan um, are with. The Rocky Mountain Hyperbaric Institute, um, Heather Ely, is um, the president and CEO for Project Sanctuary. And again, uh, Debbie McInerney is the president and CEO for American Military Family. So, Pepe, in this vast uh, audience that uh, we have here at the American Heroes Network, how can uh, our listeners help you uh, in in uh, continuing this program? And uh, and probably there's some improvements that you'd like to make. Can you can you tell us how they can do that? Well, again, what's interesting about my organization is I don't uh, we don't charge the veterans or their families for any type of fees. We work with the, again with the nonprofits. And they, I contract with them, and uh, that helps me with my travels, um, my gas, you could say, and uh, whatever else. My ultimate goal is to build a facility in um, in which the veteran and the family is able to go in, um, have learning to be a family again, teaching them about relationships, about communication skills, and so forth and incorporate the physical activity as far as exercise and so forth. And then uh, maybe have a pool as well, again, to introduce the veteran to that type of activity and exercise. We purchased um, land in Wyoming, which is around 40 acres. It's about 18 miles east of Cheyenne, and we're hoping to build a facility there. But it's going to take some time. It's going to take a lot of effort and so forth. I am not uh, a nonprofit organization. It's more of a for-profit. So, and one of the reasons why I did that was because I've seen the nonprofit struggle for monies, and I feel that you know I'm not. Uh, I would have been using 99% of my time raising funds rather than taking care of veterans, and that's why uh, I was fortunate enough to. Um, we get with Debbie, and again, like I said, she was the one that launched this um, organization. That's great. That's great. We're going to go ahead and take a break. Do you own a business? Would you be interested in saving money on your merchant account? Then check out our sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. They are a national company. Give Josh a call right now. His name is Josh Cole. He's at First Class Merchant Service. 
and that's 407-401-0772. That's 407-401-0772. And, and give, him a, uh, give him a try. Uh, Every one that he has sat down with so far, he has saved them money on their merchant account. We are starting our fourth year next year, and he has been our sponsor f- from day one. So I have a lot of respect for this company. Again, First Class Merchant Services, 407-401-0772. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo@americanheroesnetwork.com. At Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Pepe Ramirez, president of Combat Vets, helping combat vets. Uh, Bill? Pepe, in these uh, modalities that you're using to uh, help our veterans and their family, I would imagine that there must be uh, a uh, a success story that comes to mind that uh, you can briefly tell us about. Well, there's quite a few. I mean, I I could tell you that right now that like uh, there's a couple that I'm working with and uh, they're out of state, and one of the first things that the wife had. Uh, email Debbie was that uh, he was able to finally open up and he during the time that uh, before we actually had our session he was very kind of apprehensive didn't really know what to expect and everything else like that and then by the time he finished he said that he connected with me and and what happened was he was a totally different person that was her husband again and after I gave him that homework 
uh, I call it back to basics, and uh, they, their, their intimacy became more, um, you know, it was more concentrated and so forth. And uh, the wife explained to me that what did you do to him? You, you really helped him, and I can't believe that uh, you came into our lives um, the, for the hyperbaric chamber. What happened was um, similar. Similar things in which the spouse is saying, what did you do with my spouse, uh, with my veteran? I mean, he's able to think clearly now. He's able to understand better. And um, he's actually playing with my kids and, and on our kids. And he's really being the person that I, that I married before the incident. And, uh, and, and with Project Sanctuary, the reconnecting of the families and how they're able to create that intimacy again, that family togetherness and cohesiveness and that creating that communication. But um, there's so many ones that I can think about and it's just rushing to my head. It's just that there's uh, there's not enough time to mention all of them, but uh, they're, they're doing really well, and uh, I'm very proud of that. There are also other times when I wasn't able to help, and, you know, uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, right? That's what it That's comes right. down to. The guy upstairs gave us free will. Um, but bottom line, what it comes down to is the they have to do that homework and they have to apply it and they have to uh, not just apply it because, oh, yeah, I got an A in this one, now I'm done. No, you have to apply it for the rest of your life, and that's how it comes down to. And so I'd say uh, success is a lot more than the failures, and um, I take that to heart. So I'm not a perfect therapist. <laughs> I think the advantage that I have is I'm a retired sergeant major, which is I'm a conduit for the enlisted as well as the officers. In fact, I've uh, helped out a couple uh, colonels and lieutenant colonels, and they're comfortable with me because uh, as a sergeant major or, or equivalent of a command sergeant major in the Army, I mean, uh, it says a lot, and uh, I get that um, instant respect, and that's the advantage that I think I have uh, compared to other therapists. Uh, so I'm very fortunate and blessed. All right. You know, uh, that's something that we have to let everybody know that next year, uh, 2016, basically only a couple of days away, uh, there's going to, you know, we're pushing real hard uh, for understanding the PTSD, uh, the veteran suicide, the TBI. Uh, it's going to be a big year for that. So, you know, be aware of what's going on around you. Family, uh, you have PTSD uh, or TBI, and that can actually you know, continue on after you're gone in your family. Uh, so again, it's just something you have to be aware of. Uh, and and um, uh, Pepe, we we only do have a couple minutes left. How can people get a hold of you, uh, or not a hold of you, but how can people give to your organization to help? Well, um, I can't. Like I said, I I don't take money, and so that's why I work with several nonprofits. American Military Family was, like I said, they're the ones that initiated this organization, um, Rocky Mountain Hyperbaric Institute. You could look them up on the web as well as Project Sanctuary, um, and give to those nonprofits. Uh, the way I look at it, it doesn't matter what it comes down to. So if you really want to help, help out these nonprofits in which they are giving back to the veterans. And again, um, they're giving back in things that uh, most people don't understand. American military family, 
they take care of the veterans financially. Uh, it's not a handout. It's a hand up to get them going again. We try to get them um, classes in which financial classes and so forth. And, again, like I said, they, they've been the one that initiated this organization, and I thank Debbie very much wholeheartedly for supporting me. And, again, Eddie and Ryan with the Hyperbaric Institute and Heather Ely with Project Century. That's great. Well, Pepe, it was a pleasure having you on the show today. Um, what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? What I hope for for the families that are hurt and that are suffering, our goal is, in uh, our wish, is to have for you to have that quality of life that you deserve. You fought for this country. You deserve to be in a situation in which you are happy and fulfilled. And I pray and hope that your family heals along with each and every veteran that served this country. Mm -hmm. And what's your website? It's called Combat Vets, helping combatvets.com. And uh, our logo, you'll see it. It's basically uh, circular, uh, and it's got red, white, and blue. Uh, five stars, uh, white represents different services, gold star for the veterans that have been killed in action, and blue stars for the ones that are still serving. So, And it's got two red stripes going across it. So if you see combat vets helping combat vets, that's where we're at. All right. And you can see that right on, the web, on our website also. Bill? And thank you again for letting me participate. Um, again, I'm very humbled and honored. Colonel, take care of yourself and uh, stay out of trouble, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and Bill, well, you have a yeah, well, well, Pepe, thank you very much for being with us and thank you for your service to the country. Thank you for your continued service to veterans in which you're engaged in right now and uh, I think you've made us aware of some things that uh, we didn't know what was going on and hopefully in the near future we can have you back again, Pepe. Yes, sir. And last yes. thing I want to say, I am sure. not a kinder, gentler therapist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, again, I appreciate it. And uh, you keep moving in the right direction you're moving in. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 right on our website. You can also hear all our archived shows right from your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. I'm Gary Ray, and thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Have a great, I'm sorry, next year. <laughs> Have a great and safe New Year, and take care. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do. You're the back.